and welcome to Barbatos Catholic Podcast, the show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. We are your hosts, Gustavo, Ivan, and Walter, and today we are going to talk about natural family planning. But first, a word from our sponsor. CMF Curo is a Catholic healthcare ministry that provides families nationwide with a better solution centered around the whole health, spirit, mind, and body. CMF Curo partners with one of the nation's leading health-sharing ministries so that its members can share their medical burdens in community. At CMF Curo, members also invest in their whole health with access to a spiritual director, concierge services, and health and spiritual resources. Find out if CMF Curo is a better solution for your family. Visit MyCatholicHealthcare.com to learn more about CMF Curo. That's MyCatholicHealthcare.com. Hello. Thank you for listening, for tuning in. Um, this is uh, The Bible in a Year with Father Mike Schmidt. Just kidding. <laughs> I know we sound different, uh, we but sound dif he sounds different. He sounds like three people. Um, but anyways, no, uh, Barbatos Catholic Podcast. Uh, thank you for, is it the first time that, that you are listening in? That's this is what I was thinking that we never like welcome new listeners. You know, don't be afraid. Uh, I guess, uh, we're doing our best to like, uh, share some good ideas with you today is, uh, probably not the exception to that rule. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. Uh, you'll be the judge of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Let us know. But um, I really want to address something that I thought it was genius. Um, for those who are listening and, and, and know, um, Ivan and, and Nayeli, my comadre, um, they're expecting baby number three. Yep, there's, yep. There's a lot of mystery around <laughs> this baby. Um, everybody wants to know what we're having. Mm -hmm. Everybody. Yeah. A baby. And, well, exactly. yeah, human baby. baby. But everybody swears that we know. They're like, you guys know you just don't want to tell us. Well, and I we mean, honestly don't know. But by, by, you know, this, I, I, Ivan and Ailey have two girls, two beautiful girls. Um, and um, by statistics, you know, baby number three, I, I want to say that it is a boy. Like, I'm going to go on mm -hmm. record mm -hmm. and say. I need those positive vibes, guys. Um, I need those Gustavo, positive what, what, what? I'm saying it's a boy as well. You should probably do. <laughs> Ivan sent us a link for a baby poll mm -hmm. for this website called Baby Bookie. Baby Bookie. What do we com. tell us? Tell us. <laughs> They're again. not a sponsor, by the way. <laughs> They're not a sponsor, I know, right? Uh, what do we need to guess? So, <laughs> so we have friends who who did this uh, when they had their second baby, and so it's like this this poll that you send out to people, family members, friends, all that, and you get to guess the sex of the baby, the date it'll be born, what time. Uh, how much the baby's going to weigh, the, the height, all that. So it's, uh, we send it out to a lot of people. Yeah. I send it out to Gustavo and Walter, yeah. and my wife is able to track it on on this app. Mm -hmm. So she knows like who voted. <laughs> I think boy is winning. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Is there money on the line? Um, No. We get, okay. the winner gets to, to baptize the baby. To baptize. That's what I heard. <laughs> That's, That's what it said in the in the footnote. <laughs> it's el padrino el que gane. <laughs> That's the top prize. That would be funny. If my abuelita taught me anything <laughs> by looking at a belly, you can tell. Supposedly. That's such a lo trae myth. Lo trae arriba, lo trae muy abajo. Es niño, es niña. You know, ah, que si trae agruras, if, it, if, the, if the mom <laughs> has heartburn, 
baby has a lot of hair and stuff like that. I you don't. Know, Deanna never had heartburn, and all of our children oh, came out with a full head of hair yeah. on them. Which, <laughs> so I don't know. And then uh, one of Deanna's aunt was always like, quote unquote, guessing the mm-hmm. sex of the baby, but she missed like the first few times and was like, <laughs> all right, sit down, Tia. Like, You're not good at this. Um, I hope she's not listening. Full disclosure. I have two girls and I really, really love girls. Yeah. So if we have another girl, I'm going to be so happy. Oh, yeah. Oh, but I'm not going to lie. To have a boy, that would be pretty sick. The yeah. Dodgers need a future third baseman. Yeah, and there you go. <laughs> it's, it's, it, mm-hmm. it'll be my boy, you know? Mm-hmm. That's funny. <laughs> and Garcia is like a cool. It's a good last baseball name. name base, baseball name, name. Especially for the game. Dodgers. Yeah. Or That's soccer, true. That's you know? true. We'll see where it goes. Um, all right. So today we are talking about babies or baby making, kind of. There you go. Baby making <laughs> takes two to tango. Okay, so you're gonna you're, you're gonna explain to people how to make baby. <laughs> no, no, no. I take it away, Walter. <laughs> take it away. So when when a mommy and a daddy really love each other, so I guess the disclaimer of this episode is you have tender ears in the room. This might be one that you might want to put your headphones on for. Um, uh, yeah. Today we we are going to take a stab at trying to uh, talk about natural family planning, um, or NFP as or it's NFP. commonly known. And, um, and why? Because a few weeks ago I noticed that it was Natural Family Planning Awareness Week, and obviously we're late to the punch because mm-hmm. we're all busy because we're dads. Mm-hmm. But still, I thought and I pitched this idea to Gustavo and Ivan that it would be good to have um, a men's view of natural family planning. Um, so we'll see. You let us know how, if this was a good idea or not, we'll, we'll find <laughs> out. It's like 20 downloads of this episode. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe this is the most, uh, one of the most popular episodes uh, that we'll have. Um, all right. So, by definition, what it is, natural family planning, um, it is a natural method of fertility management that uh, teaches the couple to recognize the body's um, natural signs of fertility. So far, so good? Yep. Okay. And um, there are several methods that, that you can practice um, NFP. Um, so just the, the ones that are a little bit more popular would be the symptothermal uh, method, um, which basically takes a note of the um, body temperature of the, the woman and um, signs of fertility like mucus, which we'll put a pin on that and then we'll talk about it in a minute. Uh, family of the America's ovulation method, BOMA, or the billing Ovulation Method Association, um, the Creighton model, which is pretty similar to the symptothermal model, it just has a different name, um, etc. They are all similar, similar but slightly different. And um, uh, the one that I was taught was uh, BOMA, um, but that's kind of inconsequential to to the conversation. Um, all this to say that it, it, at least here in the Diocese of Phoenix is um, part of the marriage prep. And that's mm-hmm. how um, 
I got introduced to it. Um, and my wife and I have been practicing NFP for almost seven years. And, but, but why is it important? Well, um, it is important because this is the only method approved by the Catholic Church for achieving and postponing or avoiding pregnancy. Um, and, and the use of natural family planning is considered morally acceptable versus um, artificial contraception. So um, basically, it is um, a good thing to use when a couple wants to um, avoid pregnancy or space kids uh, in between pregnancies or um, achieve pregnancy, um, I guess, more effectively. Correct. Uh, so it's commonly known as, uh, well, it's not commonly, I mean, it's a, it's a misconception that it has, um, that it's a, just, just to avoid pregnancy, but it's also super good at achieving it, like right. you said. So when people hear about NFP, don't just have that mentality, you know, saying, okay, it's just like the Catholic version of contraception. No, it's actually super effective to to get pregnant with it as well. Right. And, th and didn't you have stats of how effective it is? Yeah. So NFP it's, is more than 99% effective with zero side effects. That part is, I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's uh, crazy. Mm -hmm. And and couples that use it um, have a divor divorce rate of under 4%. Wow. Which is, again, a very beneficial That's pretty for incredible. the couple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's, let, let's talk about like the... Um, um the positives or or the pros uh, of um natural family planning so um the you know the, the keeping the, the couples together the uh, mm -hmm. the divorce uh percentage amongst couples that practice it is super low um which i think and this is just speaking from my personal experience is that natural family planning really um forces i guess uh, this is kind of a strong word but you know promotes communication mm -hmm. between the, the the husband and, and the wife in that there has to be a constant um monitoring talk. monitoring yeah monitoring in, in in an open conversation about um the fertility of the couple so it, it it is not just the wife who is in charge mm -hmm. of the couple's fertility. It is a joint effort. Um, it's not 50-50. It is 100-100. Yeah. Um, so that openness, that vulnerability, it helps, I think, um, the couple grow in, in terms of um, how they talk to each other and, and always having this in the forefront of their minds if – we want to be faithful, fruitful, free, mm -hmm. and um, and total. I think those are like the the four Re adjectives of uh, marriage. Marriage. Yep. So free. It, both parties need to uh, be free to make that decision, right? So mm. give um, each other freely, essentially. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And and NFP allows this. Um, 
to happen even more more naturally so right um faithfully well that's um how we are uh, how we ought to approach um uh, you know intimacy within within the marriage because i didn't know this and it was like kind of mind-blowing that um it is one of the only things that you can do outside of the sacraments within the marriage that provides grace to the couple. Hmm. Um, it's, That's interesting. And it's unitive mm. um, because it's meant to um, be an icon of the Holy Trinity, right? The the love of the Father, and the love uh, that Jesus has to the Father. It's so big that it, it's... Uh, uh, it begets. It begets, exactly. Thank you. That's the word that I was looking for. So the love of a, a wife for her husband and vice versa has the potential to um, to create life. Um, so that part is like kind of mind-boggling um, to me that God allows us to be co-creators, um, you know, and then be responsible for these little souls. It doesn't mm-hmm. stop there. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> that um, we get to you know, feed for 18 years until they fly off on their own. Or 26 or 28 if you're Mexican. Like, oh, well, well yeah. yeah, I was not going <laughs> to go there because I was like 28 when I left my parents' house. But that's, you know. Which is totally no, fine. No shame in no that. No shame in that. I even, I mean, I, I came well, to a different country. Well, it's part so of Mexican culture, too. I it mean, is. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty common in Mexico to have... Um, Multi-generational homes. And I think that should be adopted a lot more here in the States, if you don't mind me saying, mm. you know. No, you, uh, you're allowed to say that. <laughs> yeah, with, with like, I think, w- without going on a tangent, but it's, it's something to be said about growing up with different yeah. ages in the household. You know, they bring different things to the equation. I feel like equation. that's, yeah, I mean, that's how I grew up. Mm-hmm. Like I had, when we lived in, in Mexico, we lived in my grandma's house and it's us and then some of my cousins were there too. Mm-hmm. Some of my uncles at some point. So it's like you just grow up with mm-hmm. everyone. Exactly. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The parties were off the chain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's um, always something to do. There's always something to do. Yeah. Tangent. Sorry. The communication. Yeah. Aspect. Coming back. Um, yeah. So there has to be this this open line of communication. Um, and I thought that this was very smart. To um, I heard my NFB instructor um, talk about her experience uh, with her husband because it was um, more like the husband asking, "Can we do it?" <laughs> and and it got to a point where she would answer like, "Yeah, we can." We can always do it, but the the point is: is are we ready for the consequences of mm-hmm. uh, of that um, of the marital act, the marital act, the renewal of vows? Yes. Um. So that was kind of eye opening. The like, yeah, uh, a couple can be intimate whenever, technically mm-hmm. speaking, um, minus a few days of every month. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the consequences of the act is what the communication needs to be about. Is are we ready to um, have another baby? Um, 
do we want to space the babies out? Uh, are we financially ready to welcome another life into the world? Mm -hmm. um, you know, are, are we mentally prepared for mm -hmm. different, um, you know, for another uh, child in the family? All of these uh, things need to be uh, taken into consideration when, um, and it sounds super romantic, you know, <laughs> that you talk about all these things with your wife when you're trying to be spontaneous and, and you know. Uh, but regardless of that, um, it, it is a responsible thing to do. Um, and it's also helpful, you know, I think for most men, I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it, we're not too comfortable to m get into those topics. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it's, it's uh, helpful to be on the same page um, with your spouse on this, you know, and because that's also part of the intimacy. The intimacy doesn't just come, there's physical intimacy and then there's like the emotional intimacy that mm -hmm. you know that your, your bride has your back and you have her back no matter what. That's part of it, I think, you know, mm -hmm. part of that com ongoing conversation. That only, that only can be beneficial. You know, it's not going to be detrimental to the to the marriage. It's only going to enhance that communication. That that furthermore, so yeah, especially since again, this might be a, a generalization, but for the most part, we as men are used to express our um, love by physical touch, mm -hmm. uh, signs of affection. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but, um, that, that are, you know, part of the challenges of NFP is the, uh, periodic, uh, abstinence that is required, um, when, when there are signs of fertility in, in the woman. So that plays into the, the, the dying to self to, to say, okay, I do want to show my affection in a physical way to my wife, but um, because we have been having this conversation that we are, you know, trying to postpone or avoid pregnancy, um, then um, uh, we have that little sacrifice or dying to, to self to say we are abstaining from this for a, um, for a better higher purpose Ivan helped me out mm -hmm. yeah so chastity is commonly misunderstood you know abstinence is you know, the absence of the sexual act and celibacy is a state of being of not being married mm -hmm. you know chastity you know a virtue that applies to our sexuality and the function of chastity is to free a person to love we all have the the freedom to to really practice this in our marriages right mm -hmm. um the way that we're going to love our spouses, the way that we're going to show that love to our, to our children. Like we always have to be free to, to, to do so. So in those moments is of waiting, mm -hmm. you know, it can be heroic. Absolutely. You know, um, you know, with, with my wife and I, with NFP, we, so I remember we were going through our NFP classes and, um, Like we, my wife and I kind of jumped the gun and we got pregnant before we were actually married. And so we, obviously we had to stop doing the classes. And I remember personally for me, it was a time of 
you know, there was some shame that came with it. Uh, but at the same time, there was, you know, an excitement of, you know, I always saw myself as a father and there was a, time mm-hmm. of, you know, uh, um, I was excited to, you know, man, I'm bringing a life here, but there was some shame that came with it. Mm-hmm. And we really had to come to terms with, well, like, you know, we were engaged and, you know, I was afraid of losing my job. And in, in at the time I was a youth minister and, you know, I, I talked to, to the priest and he was, I remember he was so loving. Mm-hmm. He was so, you know, I thought that I was going to go in there and I was going to tell him and it's like, get out, you know, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. But no, like he like really looked me in the eyes and, and he was like, that's beautiful. Like, congratulations. And, and yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm going to be praying for you and I'm here to support you. And, and it was great to see that. And at that, I can, I remember that was kind of like a, like almost like a weight lifted off, off my shoulders. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we're still learning NFP. Um, we're still trying to get better at it. And yeah, I mean, it's a, uh, it's an ongoing process, but it's it's beautiful, you know. Mm-hmm. I think there is a misconception, like you mm-hmm. see f- big families, and you're like, "Well, NFP doesn't work mm-hmm. because they have eight children," mm-hmm. you know, or it's like the running joke. Correct. Looking at you, Grandma. I'm just kidding. Sensitive <laughs> 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 much? <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but you know, you you see at, at least at Saint John of Arc, we see families that have six, seven, eight mm-hmm. uh, children. So. It begs the question, like, is NFP effective? Effective for what? Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, it, it is 99% effective for probably for both Correct. conception and um, avoidance of, of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So um, if you, if, I guess coming back to my instructors, like it's effective if you use it right. Correct. Um, and, and to your point, Ivan, I think that... Um, I don't think you ever stop learning NFP, which is, I guess it could fall under like the, the challenges mm-hmm. um, because, you know, we get older and yeah, the body changes, hormones and, change. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the one thing that is a really big challenge for us as a couple is uh, postpartum. Mm-hmm. The, the time that it takes for Diana to to get back to a normal seat to a normal uh, cycle is it's very difficult because we we are living like brother and sister for a while right that's so, been hard for me as well I mean yeah. I don't think it's it's it's, um, it's easy for anybody yeah, yeah I don't think it's uncommon if you're flesh and bone mm-hmm. and you love your spouse <laughs> right and, you know um, but that that is that's where the heroics mm-hmm. come into play so mm-hmm. what do you do? Um, to to alleviate that, you start a podcast. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> no. This and is I, why we're here, guys. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's also important. Like you were, you were stating, Ivan. You know the the differences between abstinence and celibacy and chastity. Um, and again, being chaste while being married—that's like a good thing. Mm-hmm. We should always be chaste. You know that shows our spouses that how much we love them and care for them and we're willing to die for them and dying to them for dying for them in that sense too, you know, getting rid of our own uh, um, need at that moment for the betterment of the, the, the 
for the betterment of the couple itself. Um, and this is like the devil's strategy has not changed. Mm -hmm. You know, he always attacks when a man and a woman are isolated from one another and driving a wedge between them, the wedge of lust. So men, we have to be vigilant. Yeah. You know, because that's that when all these doesn't become lust. That's when all these unnecessary things are then thrown at you. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's especially for guys. I mean, I'm sure women struggle with this as well, but I think it's especially for guys like when you don't want to practice chastity, um, whether because you're postpartum or whatever the, the thing mm -hmm. may be. It could be like health issues or, absolutely. or mental or like uh -huh. uh, emotional. Yeah. yeah. All these things is that the devil, that, that's when the devil attacks the most. And that's when, you know, you get those temptations of, you know, mm -hmm. watching pornography and things mm -hmm. like that. And it's, it sucks, you it, know? Yeah. Yeah, because you become isolated and you become, and again, us as men, again, we seem to think that that's how we display our manliness to our wife. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, there's a whole slew of ways that you can be manly to your to your wife, you know? Um, I think that acts of service, we were talking about, we, we had talked amongst ourselves about uh, the, the love languages. The, yeah, the five love languages. Mm -hmm. um but yeah acts of service is always going to be one that is gonna it's your get out of jail card <laughs> guarantee that your wife's gonna love you if you you know pick up two three extra chores, chores around the house, house mm -hmm. you know um if you take take the bath bath time for the kids or empty the dishwasher all those little things that um romance changes as you mm -hmm. uh spend more times in uh, more time in a marriage is going to look different um than when you are you're dating correct um speaking about um the point that you just made about uh how to prepare ourselves for those times that we're going to need to practice periodic abstinence one of the things that has helped me personally has been fasting mm -hmm. um i think that practicing intermittent fasting um, for health reasons and for spiritual reasons. And um, I think we talked about fasting in one of the episodes that we did for Lent mm -hmm. um, a while ago. We'll, we'll link to that in the show notes. But um, that saying no to food, which is inherently good and needed for our nourishment, And, and feeling that, that physical hunger and leaning on God for, um, for that kind of consolation of um, removing um, the pleasure of eating mm -hmm. from your day-to-day -day mm. helps when you have to say no to things like intimacy with your wife. Mm -hmm. It prepares your soul for those kind of things uh, attacks from the enemy when you have that temptation yeah whether it is pornography or uh, what mm -hmm. have you um well it's a good practice of temperance temperance know, as, thank we, you. as we spoke in the fasting episode it's about being being the master of your passions essentially and the passions are inherently bad but they can be they can become bad if they're not kept in check Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that can happen within the marriage too, you know, because at a certain point, if a man is not um, on the same page with the woman, the 
it can easily become distorted. Yeah. At least for one of them. Right? Mm-hmm. So, what else can we tell you about NFP? Can you say who you learned NFP from? Yeah. Um, my teacher was <laughs> Armida Escarcega, who happens to be the coordinator of natural family planning at the Diocese of Phoenix now, which um, she has been teaching NFP for, I don't know, 15, 20 years. I have a story about, about her daughter. Um, which one the youngest one carolina mm-hmm. so i used to be her youth minister and she loved loved to brag that she was the perfect child because she was conceived using via, nfp using nfp that's right and she none of her other si- yeah none of her other siblings were were conceived that way so she loves to brag like i was the perfect baby she walks around every time every, anytime it's like about like marriages or whatever she'd be like i was a perfect baby an fb baby yeah <laughs> i'm like whatever caro <laughs> whatever caro you're like the fifth <laughs> of five um but yeah and do we didn't talk about do we talk about charting didn't talk about we charting. didn't no you want to uh, touch on it real quick yeah so um, the the one advice that I would have to the guys listening would be be the one responsible, take ownership of charting. Why? Because it's going to make your life easier, <laughs> basically. Um, so you don't have to get fancy. You can use apps if you want, if that's your thing. I used to have Excel spreadsheet because I'm a nerd. Um, but pen and paper will do. There are some templates that you can download from the internet, but basically I'm oversimplifying, but um, what the couple will do is just count. Usually uh, uh, I didn't, and by the way, I'm just going to preface all this by saying that I didn't expect to know so much about um, fertility as I know today, but usually a, uh, a woman's, Fertility cycle will be from 28 to 30 some odd days. So take into consideration that males are always fertile. We are always fertile. And women have a uh, window of fertility of like maybe five days. And by observation um, of um, the presence of mucus in the cervix, uh, a couple can record that in a chart and know whether um, it is a day that shows signs of infertility or fertility. Mm-hmm. That's basically your 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 go-to. And there are several rules around like the days previous, like after the menstrual cycle ends and before the ovulation um, cycle begins, um, that you can the couple are free to. Um, have intimacy if they decide to do so free faithful fruitful total um, and then um, depending on whether a pregnancy wants to be achieved or postponed mm-hmm. or avoided during the period of fertility is when um, the advantage of running the chart as a man will come into the picture because you will already know if you're going on a trend towards more fertility 
you don't even have to ask if it's a possibility to renew your marriage vows um, because depending on what you are trying to achieve, right? Well, at least in my personal experience, it's like, okay, I'm not even going to bring it up in the conversation because it's not a... Um, it's a no-fly zone. No-fly zone. No Thank fly you. Zone. That is a very good way. Mm -hmm. If you're going to get something out of this whole podcast is that there is a no-fly zone. There's a no-fly zone, you gotta and Remember the no-fly zone. Uh -huh. On the days that there are no signs of fertility and it is a fly zone, that's when you empty the dishwasher and <laughs> get the put roses. the kids to bed. <laughs> You mm. cook dinner, you know, you set the mood, it's like acts of service. Um, you wash those dishes in a tank top, showing off your muscles. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby. You know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Note to self, buy a tank top. <laughs> Note to self, don't buy a tank top. <laughs> it's going to look like I have a sweater under that tank top. <laughs> It's so weird. It's such Gosh. a weird style. Sorry for that visual, Mental. guys. I'm sorry for everyone. We could have edited this out, but we didn't. <laughs> because you're that's how we are. welcome. That's how we roll. No, you're saying like... Deal we, with it. It's good. We're going to keep it in because I edit the episode. Yeah, exactly. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> when it's something that I don't want to be heard, I edit it out. That's a... AJ said that. AJ from Uncle Do. Shout out. Like, no, I think that makes me sound smart, so I'm not gonna edit exactly. it exactly because <laughs> he yeah. does the editing of that podcast. So, um, anyways, any closing comments about NFP that we didn't? Um, I mean, I, I think it's a you know, like we said, like it's it's we always have to learn. I, I know that this is something that I need to get better at, um, because yeah, I mean, I want to do it with my wife, I want to helper uh and i, I want to get better at tracking because i'm i'm not very good at it so if it's something that i, I need to learn is is how to track and i feel like i, I need to go to walter more because mm -hmm. like he has it down i need a copy of your, your excel spreadsheet yeah oh yeah i can yeah. i can get you a template mm -hmm. but, that's uh, an, another disclaimer we are not physicians yes please go to your diocese appointed natural family planning person Mm -hmm. If you're in the Diocese of Phoenix, we already told you the name of who you should go to. Um, we'll we'll leave uh, some links in the show notes uh, for the Office of Natural Family Planning of the Diocese of Phoenix, at least, and some of the other um, uh, methods that, that you can that you can do. But also, um, well, I guess if any women are listening to this and uh, they want to do NFP or interested in it, I guess. Ask your OBGYN, maybe. Mm -hmm. Again, we are not experts. We are just sharing our personal experience. I think that's been stated. Yeah, I think you know that, right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> We're just trying to do our best with uh, our own experiences what we have. Um, and what we have to work with. Uh, but no, seriously, I think it's um, the, the conversation of, of the couple. I think for me, it's the, it's the takeaway point of this episode. Right, there are many ways to communicate with your spouse, and this is just one of them. And it's a pretty important one, you know, because we want to make sure that our spouses feel loved, feel supported, that they don't have like the weight of the world on their shoulders when it comes to the intimacy of the couple. 
and um we need to step up as men you know in this in this case um educate ourselves find resources like this great podcast yours truly <laughs> um and and yeah like walter said you know um reach out to your to your diocese um to find out more if you're like in marriage prep you know it's it's a really good uh time to to talk to some other men um to get more comfortable around it the, around the whole topic to be able to just be open and, and honest about it you know with with your spouse it's it's like i said it's going to be beneficial never detrimental you know it's always going to be good uh it's um You it's know, a positive thing. It's a really positive thing. So. And with that, we want to thank you for listening to this episode of Barbatos Catholic Podcast, the show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. If you like the show, please consider subscribing to the podcast, sharing it on social media, leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, and recommending it to your friends and family. And if you didn't like it, well, just to yourself and let other make their own mistakes um, also like and subscribe in YouTube we are at Barbatos Catholic Podcast in there just um, some something new that we have there it's just an audio version for audio now audio version yet but you cannot see our beautiful faces yet but you can follow us on Instagram where we uh, every now and then post pictures of our handsome faces at Barbatos <laughs> Catholic Podcast and email us with uh, you know your questions about NFP or prayer requests, uh, you can reach us uh, out at hello at Barbatos Catholic Podcast. And um, on the web, we are at Barbatos Catholic Podcast, Barbatos Catholic Podcast.com, where you will find the show notes for this episode and more. And bless Slanus Casey. Pray, pray for us. us. Until the next time. <laughs>